This is Dennis Regan, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Yeah, this is the third week in a row we've said it's going to be the last week we do this. But there, there's no more basketball to be played in the area, so I think it has to be the last one. Officially over. Evan Kahn, Tamara McDaniel helping run the show. We're closing with a bang, certainly, Colin, because yep. you've uh, invited some headliners over and uh, yeah. they've delivered. Yep, uh, we've got uh, guests here from Gibson City, Melvin Sibley Boys Basketball, uh, the Falcons. Best ever finish in program history, third place at the Class 2A tournament over the weekend in Peoria. So we're joined now by multiple members of the program. We've got Coach Ryan Tompkins along with players Bryce Barnes, Caleb Bly, Josh Bly, Lane Short, and Chris Hood. So uh, got the whole crew in here. We're going to get each one of them on the air. Starting off with uh, 17-year head coach of the Falcons, Ryan Tompkins. Ryan, uh, uh, this this last weekend for you guys, uh, not only as a longtime coach of this program, but also somebody who, who went through the uh, – the system played basketball for well part of the uh, the co-op back in the day I mean what is this whole uh, experience meant to you yeah it's pretty special it's uh, you know it's been a lot of a lot of emotions in the last week you know starting <clears throat> even with the regional championship against Monticello a few weeks ago and uh, just kept getting more exciting and every game got a little bit bigger and it was really kind of a dream for uh, a lot of people and certainly for um, me and the, and the coaching staff and of course the guys having been to Peoria and watched games in the past and then to actually be able to play on the floor is pretty awesome. Right. Well, uh, let's talk to some of the players here as well. We'll, we'll start with Bryce Barnes, who was in here for uh, when we had football uh, come in here after their state championship, so he gets a, a two for now. So Bryce, uh, what did it take for you guys to rally back in that third place game against Chicago Corliss? You were down as many as ten points with four and a half minutes to go. What did it take for you guys to, to rally back and finish that off in OT? Uh, definitely just our heart I guess we didn't you know it was a third place game we lost you know the night before we were a little upset um so I think it kind of it bummed us a little bit you know we weren't really hyped as much for the third place game but we knew that this was our last game we knew we didn't want to end on a loss and uh in that second half we really showed some heart and some uh you just yeah, we showed some heart and we we came out and played a, a great second half and got the job done. I mean, was there was there any doubt for you guys? I mean, uh, the Nashville coach after you guys played Nashville on on Friday, he mentioned how you're a group of guys who uh, you, you can tell they don't lose is uh, what he said. Uh, so was there really any doubt in your mind that you at least had a chance to come back against Corliss? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I definitely did have a little bit of doubt early on, just because I was like, you know, we weren't really talking in the huddle. We okay. were kind of just uh, laid back. We we were, our communication was terrible. I would have to say, I'd, Coach probably doesn't know that, but he, it was bad. <laughs> and uh, but you know, we rallied together. We uh, we knew that we had 16 minutes left in the second mm-hmm. half, and we knew we had to get the job done because we didn't want to end our uh, senior year on a loss. Right, right. Well, uh, Caleb, I'll, I'll turn it over to you now. Uh, you guys had two really hard-fought games uh, in Peoria against Nashville and Corliss, uh, two physical games as well. Uh, how did those opponents compare to what you guys had seen throughout the season to that point? Uh, well, that was one of the few teams that actually matched up with the size we have, mm-hmm. and uh, they were just a lot. They were some of the biggest guys we've played against like all year. Mm-hmm. But it just helped you know, when we got round and Bryce down low when uh, when like they drive by me and they can usually stop the guys. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what what was it like being on that floor as well, just playing against uh, some you guys being some of the best in the state, playing against some of the other best kids in the state? 
that was a really cool feeling, especially it just felt like a big stage because, I mean, mm -hmm. it was a bigger stage, but it was just really cool knowing there's a lot of people there watching and we could just play basketball. Right. Well, Lane, I'll uh, turn this uh, next question over to you then. So uh, you and Nathan Short, two of the, two of the first guys off the bench usually for, for this program, uh, being being a guy like that who, who comes off the bench but then plays quite a few minutes in a game normally, how do you, how do you uh, uh, I guess, prepare for a role like that? How do you get into a role like that? Um, really, I think it's just knowing your role is the best thing and knowing that, like me as an individual, I knew I had to come in and have big energy off the off of the bench the bench and uh, to really just bring that energy to the team mm -hmm. so we can just flow better and yeah yeah now uh, you, you were one of the uh, the guys in that Corliss game who uh, had a little bit of foul trouble late but you you couldn't come off the floor really you were doing too too much good for the team as well how how, did, how were you playing with four fouls in that game what, what's your mindset at that point um really I mean during the beginning of the year you definitely have to play more cautious but I'd say that during the Corliss game, I knew that we still had some guys off the bench we could use, and I really didn't take a step back. I really just kept going at Corliss. Yeah. All right, Josh Bly, we'll, uh, we'll go over to you now, uh, following up uh, with, on uh, what Caleb said here. Uh, so you guys uh, coming home from uh, from Peoria. Uh, what, what was it like coming back into town and just uh, whatever celebration you guys might have had in the, in the day that followed? Uh, we had a parade through town led by the – police and firemen mm -hmm. and it definitely wasn't as hype as football just because we didn't take home the big trophy but sure. it's always nice that win or lose we're gonna have the community behind us and supporting us so I'm just thankful for that what what has it meant to you as an athlete to, to have uh, these communities rally around you guys like they have because I mean the fans were out in droves uh, during this postseason run for you guys um, I, to me it means everything football and basketball like it's one thing to actually play but it's another to play with the crowd behind you and Walking out and hearing the cheers, I, I really remember it during the Pleasant Plains game. We walked out and it was so loud. I just something that we'll never forget. Right. Hello. Uh, we'll get our last player in here, Chris Hood. Chris, you are you're part of the kind of a I guess the the bench mob for GCMS. You're you're out there get, keeping guys hyped. I mean, uh, that, that's an important role for you guys because I, I know I notice you guys talking a lot. You're communicating with the guys on the floor. Uh, what do you normally do uh, to to I guess help out the team uh, from from where you're seated? Well, like I've said before, not everybody can be out on the floor at the time. We've got 16 guys on the team with a couple being out to injury. Not everybody can be out there on the floor, so if I can help any way I can, I'm going to communicate with the guys. I'm going to tell them, tell them if they got to get on help defense or something, and then we got to get excited when something great happens. Now, uh, you're talking about getting excited. Toward the end of that Corliss game, I saw you, you guys kind of rowing the boat. Uh, you got some, some good <laughs> celebrations. Uh, how, how do you guys come up with the, with the stuff you're doing on the sidelines? Uh, towards the end of the year, we decided that we were going to have a lot more fun with it than any other team in the state. Mm -hmm. And uh, throughout the postseason, we just came up with more and more celebrations. And all of the fans really loved the row in the boat, so we had to bring it out in the last game. <laughs> I like it. Talking with members of the GCMS boys basketball team, Ryan, I'll bring you back on here. Uh, with how well these last few years have gone on the court, not just this season, but the season before, and really uh, uh, the, the senior-sophomore year as well, what does it mean to wrap up uh, this, this nice run with a third-place trophy? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. But get back to that rowboat thing. Uh, <laughs> we were oblivious as a coaching staff. It was a Tuscola the first – what was had no idea 
until like two days later. <laughs> and so they were pretty quick, but that was awesome. It was really fun. It's, it's cool to have moments like that. And it's it just kind of is a testament to the team, too, of that mentality of a team, do whatever we can to, to help the guy, to, to help each other. And, and uh, that was a great example of that. But, yeah, you know, you always want to, uh, I think a lot of coaches and a lot of players talk about finishing the season on a win. And, mm-hmm. and uh, outside of football where you have to qualify for the playoffs, your only chance of finishing on a win in other sports is if you get to that first or third place game. Right. And, and uh, so it was great to be able to, outside of winning at all, I don't know if there was a more exciting way to close out the season mm-hmm. than to have a come from behind overtime win that had a lot of drama in it. So uh, it was a pretty cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put each of the players on the spot one more time before we let you guys go. Uh, Bryce, you can you can start off. Favorite moment uh, from this season, not, not even just state. It can be from state, of course, but just favorite moment from this season. I would have to say uh, the first game at state, seeing – the amount of fans that travel wherever we go, uh, the community is always behind us, supporting us, and uh, seeing them out there uh, on a Friday night was uh, pretty special. Even though we got, even though we lost, uh, lost, it really didn't matter. They were still happy and they were proud of us, mm-hmm. and uh, they showed out the next day as well. So I can't thank them enough for everything. Yeah, Caleb, how about you? Uh, for me, it's whenever there was, whenever a big play is made. I know we got to get back on defense or get back up the court, but I always try to like look at the crowd real quick, just because <laughs> you see everyone just going crazy. Look at the guys on the bench going crazy. I just love it when I, I just love seeing that. Okay, okay, Josh, how about you? I like the impact that we have on little kids. They know every single one of our names, and like, we probably signed like five basketballs during our. Uh, <laughs> parade the other day and it's just cool that we have such an impact and we have to remember that that's pretty cool i like that lane what about you um i definitely say that my favorite moment from our whole experience was like a big play uh like a block mm-hmm. and you just hear that crowd roar and your fan section explode it's 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 really something that you can take and you can just watch especially like on the bench or mm-hmm. after the play's over and the ball's out of bounds you just hear and see your fans just exploding with excitement yeah right all right, Chris, you get to, you get to wrap it up here. Yeah. Uh, favorite moment, probably the Pleasant Plains game. Okay. We knew coming into the game that we had to come in and get the job done so that we could get back to state for the first time since our eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. And we came out and we, we worked our butts off out there and we got the job done. Very good. All right. Well, this is uh, this has been a good time uh, talking with some of the members of the GCMS boys basketball team. We're going to take our first break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what Cisna Parks boys did at state uh, over the same weekend. We'll be right back. Now back to high school prep basketball confidential brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 614 News Gazette Media Studios in a bright and sunny downtown Champaign. Thank goodness. We get uh, one one show with daylight savings time. Love in, it. In effect. Walk down the Esquire for the uh, 5 o'clock show. A lot of folks drinking the beer on the sidewalks <laughs> yeah. already. That's a great yeah, sign. It's really, uh, really nice. Very, we haven't seen that in a couple months. Maybe you'll see Colin Likas out there. He is 21. Tonight. Uh, not tonight, not but maybe tonight, in the no. summer. <laughs> Drop Drop your prep knowledge to them yeah. over a ice cold I, one. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Hey, follow along this final historic show on Facebook Live, right, Colin? Absolutely. You're, you're yeah, we're, uh, we're working on, uh, apparently the sound wasn't working for our first interview, so I'm sorry about that, but uh, I'll make sure we post the All full right. version of this show afterward, and hopefully the sound starts working. Is the Lycus family following you tonight? Uh, at least some important. of them are, yeah, <laughs> but I uh, don't know if they can actually hear me or All not, right. so that's kind of an issue. They can see you. That's all they that can matters, see, right? I think they would. I, I think that's only half of the appeal, really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're on Snapchat, and who isn't these days, follow along, uh, news-gazette. Mm-hmm. We uh, had hundreds of Snapchatters in our studio yeah. yesterday. We'll get into that a little later. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, Gibson City makes an appearance there. And follow on Twitter, too, right, Colin? Yep, follow on Twitter, and uh, there goes the Facebook live feed. It just stopped itself. All right, you uh, broke it. Your face broke it. (laughs) That that hurts. Yeah, it does. (laughs) All right, so Gibson City was one of two area teams to play ball over the weekend in Peoria. Yeah, that is is correct. Uh, Cisna Park was the other one. Cisna Park, the Class 1A uh, 1A qualifier. They won their first game on Friday. Um, and then they uh, uh, fell short against Providence St. Mel uh, later uh, later on on Saturday. Uh, chatted with uh, uh, Kevin Long, who uh, retired after that game after 24 years at the head of Cisna Park. That was the best ever finish for the program, second place for the Timberwolves. So Kevin Long getting to go out, even though he went out on a loss, got to go out on a pretty high note uh, with a second-place trophy. Uh, he chatted with the media after that game against Providence St. Mel, and uh, we're going to play some snippets from that. Uh, he talked about a variety of topics um, uh, pertaining to the season uh, and that game as well. So uh, here's uh, Coach Long. Great team we played today. Got a lot of weapons. Um, I thought they were the aggressor in the first half. And we talked about at halftime we were going to go down, we were going to go down swinging, and um, about their athleticism. Put us on our heels a little bit the first half, and um, we were never, never uh, really able to recover. But with that being said, what a ride, what a journey! With five outstanding young men, all five of these guys are 18 years or older, and they're going to go on. They're going to do great things. They're winners. They, um, our team chemistry and culture this year was second to none. Um, anybody that's not Inside our program has no idea how much um, commitment and sacrifice these guys made in four years. Um, we're a team in the truest sense of the word. They've set great examples for our younger guys. Um, these guys cared, cared so much, and that's, that's what I'm grateful and thankful for. This afternoon, I'm retiring and going out with these guys. And, um, you know, not many coaches can sit at a podium like this, even though we're in defeat, and say that I got to coach the last game of my career with a great group of guys on a big stage for a state championship. And um, can't end much better than that. So we've all we've, um, set our expectations very high. Bar was set probably three years ago, and um, we talked to these guys about setting big goals, thinking big, and they bought into it, and um, that's how I want them to lead their lives, have high expectations, and um, set the bar high, and and we did, and um, it stings a little bit now, 
because we fell off a little bit short. But we'll catch our breath and look back and a lot of fond memories and a great experience. And I couldn't be prouder of these five guys. Like I couldn't be prouder of these five guys that I am right now sitting up here. We um, talk about tools in the tool shed all the time. And, um, I thought we left some of our tools in the tool shed the first half. They had us on our heels a little bit. Uh, we could use to make counter moves, both on the perimeter and post it, our so-called tools. But um, you know, you got to credit St. Mel. They're, uh, they're athletic at every position. They got length. They got jumpers. Uh, they're very difficult to score against. <laughs> they were the better team. We were kind of bold, probably, but I believe in thinking big, especially when it's realistic. We had we had um, a camp shirt made this summer. It was actually my wife, wife's little bit of her idea. But on the back of our summer camp shirt, we had a, um, a Navy ship called the USCP, USSCP, and the slogan on the back of the shirt was "All in it, the ship to win it." Ship, and we kind of used that as motivation. You know, these guys played. Um, they were preseason ranked number one or two, stayed one, two, or three most of the season, all the season top five at least. We had a major target on our back every time we took the floor. We finished the regular season 26 and four, lost to four quality teams. And, you know, I, I think that's a credit to these guys' character. Um, we tried to teach them, and they bought into it. The pressure is a privilege. It's okay to be good, and when you're good, you know, you got a responsibility to live up to those expectations. But um, I mean, we we went toe to toe with T-Town. Uh, we beat BCC. Uh, we went toe to toe, lost in overtime to GCMS in the Final Four, 2A. And, I mean, in the summer, we play heavyweight schedule. We play mostly three and four A schools in the summer to prepare us, you know, for a stage like this. And, these guys have um, been places and done things that um, most athletes don't get to do. Um, I think that's going to benefit them as they move forward. Talking with Cisna Park coach Kevin Long there. That, uh, that typing, Colin. <laughs> that was me. Own it up. That was me typing. I had to transcribe. I, I didn't really have to transcribe in action mm -hmm. for that game because that game ended at a reasonable time. But I did it for the GCMS game on Friday when it did not end at a reasonable time, and mm -hmm. I just decided I'm just going to do it for every game now just to save myself a few a few minutes afterwards. So one of the cool things that these kids get to uh, enjoy at a state Final Four is being treated like a Big Ten player. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are press conferences for the yep. boys' teams, at least. Explain that, Colin. Yeah, and they, uh, they, yeah, they do the, the, the whole nine yards with that. They set them back in uh, Bradley's press room, uh, cover up the, the Bradley logos with IHSA logos. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, you get the starters for the boys. Uh, they get the five starters and then the, the head coach. And the uh, head coach fires off an opening statement. And then they just uh, they field probably seven to ten minutes of questions from uh, whichever press members are interested in talking to them. And uh, it's very helpful for us. It's very professional. And it uh, makes, probably makes the kids feel like a million bucks. Plus, they get, uh, they get Gatorade afterward, which uh, <laughs> it's just sitting there waiting for them very as they cool. get there. Hey, tell me, am I wrong? Did I hear Kevin Long get emotional? Kevin, Kevin Long, Kevin Long, like break, the one guy breaking who doesn't. a little bit. Yeah, he no tears. I didn't see any tears, right. but he was definitely. You could kind of tell. Uh, you know, I think I think part of it was also it was just a very long weekend, very tiring weekend. Um, but at the same time, I think there was kind of a, a realization 
that you know it was over and that was mm-hmm. that was it for his coaching career that was it for that that team that had been four years in the making as he said and uh, I, I think it definitely kind of showed on him but uh, yeah he he didn't break down he just you know he had to All take right. a few moments to kind of regain his composure and he totally understand that but it is surprising to see from Kevin Long because he's usually just very stoic and very composed and yeah those those moments can get to anybody really all right, over the weekend there were two dominant teams, though. I mean, you could tell watching the semifinals uh, that your state champions, you knew who they were. Yeah, it's uh, very, two very good fields, really. Um, both 1A and 2A had three teams that were very competitive. I think that showed, uh, especially in 2A with GCMS playing close games against Nashville and Corliss. I think Nashville would have played a really close game against Corliss as well. Chicago Orr is the reigning two-time, now three-time champion for a reason. Uh, that team is just – and Nashville actually kept it close with them in the first half, but uh, which tells you how good Nashville is. But that Orr team is just uh, full of athletes and full of confidence. And then uh, Providence St. Mel and won a uh, – Cisna Park is a really good team. Uh, Providence St. Mel made Cisna Park look pretty bad, which no team had done the entire year. Even Cisna Park's losses, I don't I – don't, uh, just looking at the score, they didn't look bad. They just didn't win. St. Mel was just kind of on, an, on another plane, and uh, that happens sometimes. But uh, I'm guessing when Cisna Park and GCMS kids look back, they, uh, they they won't really remember that. They'll remember how well they did and the accomplishments they had at State. All right, the big schools get after it this weekend. Those fields will be determined uh, early this week. I got a couple questions for you, Colin. You know what? You meant I will get to your questions All in right. a second, but I. We should mention this. When you mentioned the big school, you made me think of somebody who's still alive in the three-point shooting competition in mm-hmm. Class 3A, uh, your son, Gus Rosso. Um, <laughs> but that also made me think of uh, we, we have a King of the Hill finalist from the right. area in Class 2A. So for yeah for those uh, unaware, Queen of the Hill for girls, King of the Hill for boys, it's uh, basically a three-point shooting contest. All four classes have a kid who ends up advancing. Uh, to a 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A final with four kids uh, during the boys the boys big school state finals and girls big school state finals. And they, they shoot three-pointers to see who's the best three-point shooter, basically. And Hoopston area's Graham Einer advanced in Class 2A. He hit 10 three-pointers in Peoria uh, on, on Friday. Uh, so congratulations to him. And uh, maybe Gus can advance in 3A, and we could have a Champaign central Hoopston area matchup in the – in Peoria. I saw the Hoopston photo in the News Gazette. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Stephen Haas was able to uh, capture that yeah, admit, as well. Admittedly, uh, w- especially when we have teams in the state tournament, mm-hmm. I'm not paying as much attention to the three-point right. contest. So when I saw that Graham was competing, I immediately said, oh, okay, this is something cool. i got to watch. And then, right. lo and behold, he ended up winning. He so. went all Thad Mata on him. Yeah, he, uh, he won by one one <laughs> three-pointer. Uh, he just outlasted one of his opponents. So. Very cool. The big school's headed there this weekend. As we said, I got a team for you to watch. Yeah, go ahead. How about Springfield Southeast? I've seen them play a couple times. They've missing a couple players, yet, yeah. yet are dominating they dominated Central, of course, and then turned mm. around and dominated a really good Lincoln team. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's, uh, like you said, that's a really good Lincoln team. They showed that against Urbana, mm-hmm. you know, going up 25-5 to five, uh, after one quarter of a sectional semifinal. Neil, uh, Neil Alexander has coached that Lincoln team for a long time. Uh, in his post-game press conference after the Urbana game, he said, and I he kind of said it jokingly, but at the same time, I think he was serious. He said, maybe if we can put seven kids on the floor, we can beat Southeast. So he was kind of aware where things were going. Uh, and I don't think he meant that to say, we're just going to give up. I think he just realized Springfield Southeast is a really good team. Uh, that's definitely a state caliber program. 
Um, and uh, yeah, definitely one to watch. Uh, I would say if you're going to ask about mm-hmm. Belleville West and 4A, Danville gave them a, a heck of a ride in the sectional championship game on Friday over in East Moline. They, they had it down to one possession late in the third quarter. But uh, yeah, Belleville West with uh, EJ Liddell and others over there, that's a powerhouse team too. Southeast plays East St. Louis, which I think has beaten them once. That is a well. Year. That is a well-known program. East St. Louis, right. well known for doing good things on the court. That game is in Springfield, not at Southeast Iconic Gym, right? But yep. somewhere else. I, I, I had never been to Southeast Gym before. That is a mm. very unique right. uh, gym. There, they got the fans pressed right up against you. Finally, are you okay with the uh, post-game brawl? Not Oof. post-game, end-of-game brawl yeah. on Friday night, well, where the IHSA declared. Both teams ineligible mm-hmm. and just then declared DePaul yeah. the automatic state, state final. qualifier. Yeah, state finalist, yeah. So uh, it's North Lawndale and Farragut mm-hmm. uh, were the two teams that were involved. It was a four- or six-point game with uh, excuse me, with less than a minute to play. And uh, the way the story goes, uh, somebody went up for a dunk, and uh, a player from the opposing team kind of took the, the feet out from under him, and it uh, escalated quickly into a brawl. The game was called off, and the IHSA told both teams, you're going home. And uh, DePaul College Prep, which was supposed to play one of those teams in a super sectional, was told, you you get to go to state now. Mm -hmm. Um, Tough spot for DePaul to be in just because, I mean, surely you'd like to get there by winning. But at the same time, you have to be excited that you've actually qualified for state regardless. Um, As far as the decision goes, I mean, I think it's the right – I think it's the only decision they could have made. I I don't think there's an alternative decision in the the rule book uh, as far as fighting goes when it leads to a full-scale brawl that involves entire teams. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you can let one of those teams try to, to qualify for state. I don't think that's a good look for anybody. So it really hurts for those kids, especially those seniors, but you got to keep control of your emotions in a moment like that. And they, they, they were unable to do so. All right. Uh, you got a Peoria manual team, mm, right? Yeah. Still alive, kind of a middle of the pack, big 12 team. Big 12 was good this year though. Right. That's, but uh, one win away. Right. Yeah, that's from uh, playing in their hometown. That's pretty cool. Peoria Manual was uh, they it, depending on what sport you're talking about. They've had some rough times lately athletically, so it's nice to see Peoria Manual doing re- well and uh, representing the Big Twelve. Not that that would help attendance, but how uh, the turnout uh, was over the weekend, and what do you expect this weekend? Oh, are we talking? Are you talking that's Peoria? Yeah. You're talking Peoria. Yeah, yeah. turnout was. Uh, I thought it was good for one A two A. Uh, it seemed like talking with people who have been there before, I had never been to Peoria for state, but talking with people who had been there before, it seemed like it was, you know, so-so to them, but I thought it was fine. There were some people in the upper deck for the 2A games at the very least. Uh, some schools just draw better than others. Gibson City and Nashville both had huge student sections out there. Corliss and Orr did not at all. Um, that's just kind of the way things go sometimes. I thought the attendance was fine, though. Um, I would uh, I would imagine it's going to be increased for 3a 4a but maybe mm-hmm. i'm maybe i'm wrong for bigger schools there should be more people there in theory but maybe i'm wrong about that i don't i don't follow those schools mm-hmm. so no longer a hot ticket and that's what the ihsa is trying to solve yeah yeah if uh, if this ends up back in uh, champagne that could be an option maybe just the change of scenery is needed i mean i don't think peoria is a bad host by any means um it's just for some reason people aren't coming out in numbers like they used to um, so for, from my perspective, attendance was fine from a perspective of people who have been doing this a lot longer than me. It was just another year of, mm-hmm. we need to, we need to increase numbers. All right. Interesting times when the bids are uh, taken, Champagne is expected to be a, a player in this yeah. next round yeah, of uh, proposals. Be. Absolutely has to be. I don't know how Champagne, why Champagne would not want to get involved. Okay.
Well, uh, Bradley ran into the problem uh, this weekend that we always used to back in the 80s and you 90s. Get kicked and, out. Well, you have a college team from the town uh, making NCAA tournament news yeah. at the same time you're trying to host a basketball tournament for high school kids. Yeah, pretty crazy how that uh, worked yeah. out for Bradley. Uh, congratulations to the Braves. All right, tell you what, uh, we'll uh, get into some heavy questions like Coach of the Year and Player oh. of the Year when we come back after this break. The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Thank you to Dennis Reekin for the sponsorship all season long. Couldn't do it without you. Come back, uh, come back next season. Yep. Join us again. Big fan of high school sports. How couldn't you be? So much going on. 634, Jim Rosso, Colin Likas. Uh, this just in from Newfangled Spalding Park. We got a, we got a Champion final. Champion Central 3, Bismarck Henning 1. The first Ooh, official spring event very in the books. Very competitive game there. Yeah. First uh, baseball event. We've been running indoor track for the last two weeks. but uh, That doesn't count. I need outdoor <laughs> track. Oh, wow. right? Indoor wow. track is just. Uh, You're just angered so it, no, many it, listeners. No, I'm, no, if you let me finish, <laughs> it's ahead. a winter sport. All right, this is the first <laughs> spring sport. Right? There you go. You run track outdoors. Uh, right? You don't do it in the armory. Hey, the armory is a great place to hold an event. Anyway, Spalding Park, oh, the ribbon-cutting ceremony was today. There goes the Facebook live feed again. <laughs> Facebook's broken today. I don't know what's wrong right. with Facebook. But, uh, yeah, that uh, Spalding Park. Uh, Sweet-looking place. Yeah, the turf looks great. i got to get out there. I would have been out there today uh, if we weren't doing a show because Robin Schultz is out there shooting mm-hmm. photos as well. But, uh, yeah, the, the that's a good win for Champaign Central. Bismarck, I saw them play last year in a sectional. They were, uh, they were okay. a pretty good team last year, so good. that's a solid win. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's Spalding Park set up there. Uh, uh, I know there's a vote going on tonight for Unit 4 uh, among the things that are getting voted on, uh, renovation-type stuff, and most of it's, you know, stuff outside of uh, sports. But one thing is that batter's eye for uh, Spalding Park. Uh, there's a $45,000 item on the budget. I don't know Who how knew? much I don't know how much batter's eyes normally cost. I mean, uh, but uh, if you want an example of one, U of I, I believe their baseball field has a, a green one maybe. Um, right. But it's a different color just to offset, you know, the, the color of the sky so you can see the ball better for people who don't know. All right. So for about the next three months, every issue of your News Gazette is going to uh, include about a page full of high school highlights. So many spring yep. sports going on. Now, yesterday we had more than 240 kids stop by yep. News Gazette Media for one of three photo shoots. Yeah, 246 kids uh pretty pretty uh crazy turnout uh i, I don't i don't know if we keep records about mm-hmm. uh, things like that but yeah there were there were a ton of kids uh who were here and uh yeah it was a great time okay you'll see those photos start popping up in your news gazette uh probably next week uh and then online we'll have galleries by sport so check your kids out there it's very cool met a lot of parents yesterday mm-hmm. they were fired up getting a tour of news gazette media yeah, jim, the radio stations jim was snapchatting uh, kids like crazy my goodness they were snapchatting me colin all right <laughs> they started they were showing it. me how to do it they started it <laughs> yes they did uh i love it well uh you want to talk uh, you said before the break you wanted to talk about some uh, some player of the year coach of the year stuff yeah we got um, a candidate yeah yeah, we uh, we do have a candidate. We uh, we have a few candidates. Give for, it to for... her tonight. <laughs> Just give her the award tonight, Colin. Close the... the show. Come on. <laughs> well, what Jim is talking about would be our girls' basketball player of the year honor, which we will announce here soon. Definitely a, a candidate for it is uh, Schlarman's Anea Peoples, and uh, we're joined by Anea now. Uh, thanks so much for being part of the show. 
Yes, no problem. Thanks for having me. Well, of course. And, uh, you know, you uh, when you uh, texted me back uh, this afternoon, you had mentioned that you were getting done with track practice, and I, I know that's a, that's a new venture for you, at least uh, recently. Uh, so why did you decide to, to do track this year? Well, um, I needed an extra PE credit, <laughs> believe it or not. There you go. But um, I used to do track in, like, seventh grade, so I thought, you know what, it'll keep me in shape. I enjoy being out there. I get to play with Capriya. I get to run with Capriya in a relay, so I mean... All around, it was just something fun to do, and uh, I'm just going to go out there and have fun and stay in shape. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. I'm guessing uh, Muffet McGraw is probably okay with you doing an extra sport, too. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. She always preaches about that. It's good to do other things than basketball all yeah. the time. <laughs> right. Well, uh, we, we brought you on tonight because I wanted to talk to you about some, some honors you've been getting. I mean, at this point, you're used to, to getting recognition from different groups of people. But uh, uh, a couple of things that happened in the last week or so. First, you, you get your, you get your McDonald's All-America jersey uh, in the presentation <laughs> over at Schlarman. First of all, just, just what was that uh, whole ceremony like getting that jersey? That was amazing. Um, the community came out and supported me, shared that special moment with me, and it was awesome just being able to hold up that jersey and um, and then put it on and then have my last name on the back. And it, it was a special moment, and um, it was it was great. Yeah. What uh, now? Now that jersey is that something that you get to keep, or is that 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 specific one going to hang up at the school? Uh, what, what's going on with that? Um, I'm, that's the one that will be framed, and I think we're going to hang it up at the school. I'm not positive where okay. we're going to have it yet, but that's not the actual one I play in. Right, So right. that one will just be um, just framed and hung up somewhere. Okay. Uh, I mean, just uh, it, obviously it was you knew beforehand that you were going to be a McDonald's All-American, uh, of course, but uh, <laughs> just what does it mean to, to have that title next to your name? Because I think you're only the third athlete in, in our area's history <laughs> to, ever, uh, to ever accomplish that. Mm -hmm. It's such an honor. I've been working for this since freshman year. Um, we have our little gold note uh, note card, and every year I've wrote I've written a McDonald's All American and Jordan Brand on there. So I mean, just to have this finally come true, it's 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 amazing. It's a fairy tale ending. So. Yeah. Well, uh, Jordan Brand was the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. So when uh, when I was sitting over at uh, the the boys' <laughs> state tournament over the weekend, I came across information that you had been selected for that the Jordan Brand Classic, prestigious event that's going to be held in Las Vegas this year. Uh, how did you uh, find out that you had been selected? <laughs> Believe it or not, I was watching the Purdue versus um, oh Purdue versus who 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 are they playing? Uh, Rutgers. Purdue versus Rutgers game. And um, I was sitting there, and I was on the phone with Caleb Griffin again, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking because he was watching the DHS game, so I was trying to keep up with their game also. And then I looked down at my phone, and it says, Brett Barons has tweeted at you. And I was <laughs> like, well, what is this about? And then I looked at it, and it said, congrats to an of Peoples. And I was like, what? And I kind of jumped <laughs> out of my seat, and I was like, Mom, Mom, is this true? Is this true? Because I had no idea. I didn't know it was coming out. It was a complete surprise. And then I was like, Caleb, Caleb, I made the team. And then everybody was just happy and giving me um, high fives and congratulating me. So it was a shock. But um, it was a great moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, just what all goes into the Jordan Brand Classic uh, as far as uh, what you'll get to do there uh, along with playing in the game, of course. Right. Um, I didn't get a chance to go there last year, like, you know, how I went to McDonald's last year. Mm -hmm. So this will all be new to me. Um, I know there's like a little ceremony and I get to meet with the uh, boys players, the girls players. But I'm I'm going in there completely new. I don't know a whole lot, but mm -hmm. I'm excited to find out. Right. 
talking with Anaya Peoples, uh, Schlarman girls basketball, although te- technically not at this point. I guess Notre Dame women's basketball, <laughs> I suppose. But uh, just uh, how much are you enjoying, I guess, the, these last few months you've got at Schlarman and just, uh, like you said, doing something like track, having fun with uh, Capri and mm-hmm. some other some other uh, girls. Uh, just how much are you, you looking forward to these last few months you've got in the Danville area? Oh, my goodness. I'm enjoying every day. Um, just trying to take it all in. Um, yes, track, like you said, that's just something fun to do. And still being with my uh, teammate in my school. And, I mean, every day I'm just trying to better myself, get ready for Notre Dame, but also just living in the moment. So I'm going to miss it here, but I'll be sure to come back and visit as much as possible. <laughs> right. Well, uh, before I let you go, Anaya, you mentioned uh, Caleb Griffin, obviously a Danville graduate uh, last year, now over at the University of Illinois on the football team. Uh, you mentioned that uh, that uh, that Danville boys basketball team that had a really good season. Just, uh, I guess, what's it mean uh, to, to see such good basketball being played in the Danville area right now with you, what you girls have done at Schlarman and what the Danville boys are doing and things like that? Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of them. We're like a family. Tevin, Sean, Big Boy, all of them. We're we're so close. I mean, it's great because we inspire each other. You know, we're seeing each other do good, and we get in the gym with each other. We work out with each other, and we're just trying to inspire each other to keep moving, keep getting to that next level. So it's great to see all this great basketball, great athletes come out of Danville, and hopefully we can keep it going for a few more generations. Absolutely. Anaya Peoples, Schlarman Sr. Anaya, thanks again for being part of the show, and uh, we'll, we'll be seeing you around on the track. No problem. Thank you. Jim's mic's not back on yet. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> just getting ready to announce her as our player of the year. <laughs> You're just going to announce that yeah, right why now? why not? Okay, Come on, on, our all-area player. i got a bigger question for you, though. Okay. That all-area team comes out when? The girls? The girls' all-area team is coming <clears throat> out uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. So that's not my big question. Okay. My big question, I've done a little research while she was on the air. All yeah. Right? So we've been doing an all-state girls' basketball team. We have. For many, many years, going yes. back to 1987. Yep. All right. So many popular, uh, easy to pronounce names that uh, fans of women's mm-hmm. basketball know from the from Candace Parker, right? Tyra Buss, right? The ca- Catching are, Sisters. Yep. These Allison are, Curtin. Yeah, these are pretty uh, pretty well known names. Right. Uh, right. But it, here's the deal: since 1987, when we named our first player of the year, uh-huh. there has been one kid from the area named player of the year really that being becky clayton of sullivan in 1991 it's time for number two number two all right well you know i i'm not normally the one that picks that (laughs) well who do i need to talk to uh who who, do we have i think i believe we had scott richie (laughs) write the story about bria beal i'll get him on the phone there you go. Soon and uh, plead my case. Once he's uh, once he's done leading Illinois to a Big Ten uh, tournament title, he can. Uh, there you, you go. Can, uh, yeah, but uh, I think in the people's is a great candidate for All State Player of the Year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, her body of work speaks for itself. Getting named to McDonald's All American and Jordan Brand, uh, Bria Beal, our reigning All State Player of the Year, is also going to that Jordan Brand game. They're the only two Illinois uh, kids who are going to be involved. So yeah, that's a huge honor and. Uh, yeah, uh, Anaya Peoples is having one of the most storied prep basketball right. careers I can even imagine uh, in our area, just uh, with what she's done and what, what she's going to do with, with Notre Dame. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to her again. All right. Tell you what, we're going to take our final break, and during that break I'll get on the horn with Scott Ritchie. <laughs> Sounds Put good. Put my two cents in, all right? Sounds like a plan. All right, we'll be back in a jiffy. It's been a great season, Colin. 
Sure has. Been a long season. How many gyms you been to, you think? Oh. Different gyms. That's a good question. 50? Uh, at least. All right. I would think. Try to top that next year. <laughs> yeah. 60. Uh, 60? Okay. I got it. <laughs> Brad Underwood uh, show is on after us. Also the final one of the year. Yep. They, but they're not at uh, B-dubs. They did the uh, interviews beforehand because Illinois is going to Chicago tonight yeah. to get ready for their Wednesday night game. Yeah, they got to uh, got to nice. be ready for that tournament, got to be ready to try and uh, shock the world a bit and make the NCAA tournament like Bradley. Hmm. All right, all it takes is five straight wins. Yeah, it's no problem. Teams win five straight games all the time. Maybe not in five days in a row, but... Never been done before in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's why it was the, the first time. time for everything. Virginia losing as a one seed. Uh, was that last year? Was yep. that two years ago? It was last year. Oh, everything's running together. Uh, before we get on to – we, we, we had a couple more topics we wanted to touch on before we go off the air. Uh, I just wanted to mention some of the uh, – I went and looked back. You know, I, I, I was adding some photos today to our uh, college signing mm -hmm. galleries. Uh, we, we've been uh, updating that throughout the school year as kids sign to play college athletics somewhere. Uh, the photo gets sent to me or it's on Twitter. Throw it in a gallery so everybody can uh, see what these kids are doing. Went back and looked at all the kids who signed with a basketball mm. uh, to, to play basketball at a college. Um, Schlarman's on here a few times. <laughs> Anaya Peoples with Notre Dame and Cindy Gerard with Oakland. Destiny okay. Dye signed with Concordia up in Chicago over the weekend. Um, Let me interrupt you. Go ahead. That picture will be in Wednesday's High School Confidential. Really? Pick up your news. How about that? There all you right. go. Carry on. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's mostly. Uh, I didn't realize that it was mostly uh, female athletes, though, uh, who have uh, who have signed with with uh, basketball uh, uh, teams uh, this year. The only male athletes, at least who I got pictures for, Connor Berkey, GCMS. He wasn't here tonight, uh, but uh, he signed with uh, Heston over in Kansas, and then Ryland Holt, also GCMS, who wasn't here tonight, but uh, he signed with Division Two Minnesota Mankato. Uh, which is a pretty good deal. And then Benton Singleton got his photo today from Monticello. He signed with Illinois College. Uh, so that's uh, where he'll be going. But then other girls, Peyton Crow from St. Joe, she's going to Parkland. So is uh, Kirsten Price Wilson from that state qualifying tri-county team. Mm. Peyton Crow with state qualifying St. Joe. Uh, Nakia Hughes from St. Thomas More. She's going to Illinois Springfield. I was at that gym uh, last week. Mallory Drake from Watsika is going to Kankakee Community College. Janiah Newell from uh, from uh, Schlarman is going to Kaskaskia. Uh, Maya Tinsley from Ridgeview going to Lakeland. Um, and uh, that's that's the list. There that's will what be I've more. Got. As, there there uh, will be more. A lot of seniors have yet to make their decisions. Yeah, and uh, there's some I'm sure I don't have photos <laughs> for. So if you uh, if you got a photo, tweet it at me, and I'll get it in the gallery. Excellent stuff. Uh, many of those players that you mentioned will be on our all area teams. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I Which think they all will. They all will. I, I feel pretty comfortable saying <laughs> they're, go they're going to earn a spot somewhere on our all area. All team. Right, we talked girls. Let's talk boys. The player of the year race this year. It's tough. It's uh, it has not been decided yet. No. As you and the the folks have to sit down and and see what the coaches say. Yeah. But give me some names that are in in the running. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually going to uh, email some coaches tonight about uh, first teamers uh but player of the year yeah that's a tough uh, that's a tough race um gibson city obviously finishing third at state uh, ryland holt i think is a great candidate going to play d2 basketball he was a huge reason for that team's success uh cisna park finishing second in state i think christian Stadley would make a great player of the year six seven kid okay. who dominated a lot of opponents Danville, a uh, Class 4A sectional finalist who uh, finished with the best season in school history as far as wins go, mm. win total. 
Uh, I could see either Sean Haupt or Tevin Smith being a good player of the year candidate. I okay. think uh, both are very talented uh, in their own rights. Uh, Sean Haupt was co-Big 12 Conference uh, Player of the Year, so that's a pretty significant honor. Sure. Um, and uh, I think those are really the front runners. Uh, I think maybe on the fringe, uh, kind of a dark horse would be, and I think in the future he's probably going to be more up front for a player of the year consideration, would be Tuscola's Jalen Quinn. I think he was a huge reason why that team had as much success as it did, and as a freshman, no less. Right. Urbana with a uh, first regional title in 30 years. Yeah, Peyton Sheen, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, there you go. Another good candidate in mm-hmm. Peyton Sheen. Uh, I don't think Cleo Terry's a bad candidate either, uh, averaging over 18 points a game for a Champaign Central team that lost four starters right. from last season. That uh, all-area team, again, is about three weeks out or so. The player of the year in the state made it easier this week. You talked about E.J. Liddell, our reigning player of the year. Probably going to win it again because Adam, Adam so. Miller was uh, maybe his top competition and uh, they lost over the weekend. Yeah, I would uh, I would tend to think that uh, yeah, E.J. Liddell is probably the front runner there, especially if Belleville West wins state again. All right, give me some coaches that I need to be uh, looking out for for coach of the year. Sure. Uh, girls' side, I think all three of the coaches who led a team to state should be considered. Uh, Keith Peoples, our reigning coach of the year. Um, uh, also Kevin uh, Taylor over at St. Joe, a former St. Joe player himself, and Joe Morrissey over at Tri-County. I think all three of those uh, would be good consideration. Um, Sullivan, Sherry McCain, I think would be a good choice. She led her team uh, to, to quite a campaign. Barry Bauer over at Watsik as mm-hmm. well. They had another good year. I think uh, another dark horse candidate would be Mike Stevens over at Bismarck, finally getting over that Oakwood hump, getting that, that regional title taken home. Uh, and one, I'll throw out one more. Carrie Dornbush over at Gibson City. They had a, the the Gibson City boys have kind of overshadowed uh, what some other uh, programs over there are doing. That Gibson City, that entire class is doing great things. They had a good soccer team this year. They had a good go- boys yeah. golf team this year. They had a really good girls basketball team this year too. So uh, uh, on the boys side, uh, I think Kevin Long would be a good consideration. His 24th and final year is his best season with Cisna Park. I think that's a huge, uh, huge thing to point out. And Ryan Tompkins, who we had on the air earlier from Gibson City, also in consideration for sure. Ted Haupt at Danville, I think, is also a good choice. Uh, Verdell Jones at Urbana, uh, with Urbana doing something it hadn't done in 30 years, uh, I think would be a good choice as well. All right, those all-area teams again a couple weeks out. Uh, stay tuned as we decide on that. Games of the year, Colin. Yeah. Now, I told you you've been at 50 gyms. <laughs> that's your estimate, and it's probably right. Give me some that's really stick out. You know, the the one game that I kept saying uh, was kind of a, a ben- created a benchmark, I guess, for good games was back in December, that Danville-Bloomington boys game I went to. That was an incredible game. Uh, I thought uh, Danville led most of the way, and then Bloomington just stor- – Chris Payton basically just stormed back. And I thought it, I thought it was over, honestly. I mean, uh, it's, uh, sorry, sorry, Vikings fans. I really thought it was over. I turned my camera off. I was done. I was ready to – I was ready to – get ready for a tough post-game interview with Ted Haupt and his players, and then all of a sudden Danville just went on a run and ended up winning. That was a huge game against two between two state-ranked teams. I think that game kind of is number one for me as far as boys are concerned. Uh, Gibson City's game against Bloomington Central Catholic in the uh, – in the sectional uh, final, that was a great game, and the that was top-notch atmosphere. That's probably the best atmosphere for a uh, game that I went to all season. It was, it probably would have damaged your hearing uh, if you sat close to as close as we were to some of those people. That game at the Rocket Center, a mm-hmm. uh, packed house, and part of what uh, many locals have described as the greatest night in some time in, yeah. in area basketball, and that was mm-hmm. because Central beat MacArthur by. Yep. 
one in OT yep. and uh, Urbana with a just a miraculous three pointer yep. after a kind of a busted play mm-hmm. uh, sent the Tigers into a tizzy. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, GCMS, I'm going to throw one more. I think that that third place game against Corliss was a great mm. game. It was another late uh, comeback game. They were down ten with four and a half minutes left, and all of a sudden they force overtime. Uh, they actually had a chance to win in regulation too, which is the even crazier part. But I think that was a great game, and I'll throw one more on the boys' side. Uh, that Central Centennial game in which Bryson Cowper hit the uh, three-quarter court shot that ended up on SportsCenter. Uh, people might forget that was a good game uh, beyond just that one play. Mm-hmm. It was a four-point game. It uh, wound up being a four-point final. Uh, really competitive game. A lot of a lot of fun to watch. Uh, on the girls' side, I think uh, I, I had a little tougher time deciding which game I thought was my favorite. Um, one that really stuck out to me, it might be kind of a, an underdog or maybe one that people wouldn't have on their radar. Uh, the Muhammad Charleston girls basketball game in a regional, right. uh, semifinal Muhammad definitely came in as an underdog. They had lost badly to Charleston two times previously. Muhammad gave them a heck of a game. Uh, and that Charleston team was a good team. So it was fun to watch them. And it was fun to watch Muhammad be really scrappy and just fight it out and try to knock off a team that had beat them by like a combined 40 points, uh, in two earlier games. I think Tri-County's game against Eastland in the uh, Class 1A state semifinals is a great game. Uh, One-point game, the Titans ended up losing, unfortunately, for them. Uh, Both the Tri-County's games at the state were actually really good games, two very competitive games for the Titans, even though they lost both of them. All right, that's the uh, final word from uh, Colin Likas, who uh, just did a whale of a job all season long uh, covering both boys and girls basketball. Now his coverage doesn't end with that. Of course, he'll be out at fields all around here he'll be out of tracks uh what's sh- first up on your on the docket that's a good question i gotta figure out my schedule for this week uh yeah i'll be shooting video through chain link fences now which is yeah. always the toughest thing to do but uh somebody's got to do it so uh yeah looking forward to i gotta i gotta get a grip for where all of our baseball and softball and girls soccer teams are compared to where they were last year uh there's gonna be there's there's been some change uh, tuscola baseball is at state last year they have a new head coach um there's things our general Mm. softball returns most of its roster made it to state last year there's a lot of things to to talk about with spring sports you know what i want to talk about your top 10 so when they start busting out per sport next week Mm -hmm. uh start tweeting colin when he's wrong (laughs) i will thanks jim i appreciate that colin great season appreciate all the hard work look forward to uh, more coming up absolutely thank you see you All right, this is not a drill. That was the final Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential for the 2018-19 season. Thanks to everyone who tuned in here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. Concluding as well after us is the Coach Brad Underwood Show. I'm from Buffalo Wild Wings in Savoy. Brian and Brad are set for that, getting ready for the Big Ten Tournament. We'll hear what they have to say. See you all later.